What does Colgate mean by live life to the brightest? Could it be a rich glass of red sipped inside a Parisian cafe on a snowy night when my gaze is met by a tall, mysterious... <coughs> I mean, brushing is directed with Colgate Optic White Pro Series Toothpaste gives you a visibly whiter smile in just three days so you can live life to the brightest and finish that glass without worrying about teeth stains. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast brought to you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at CBGAirport.com. It's Tuesday. And now it's time again for your favorite. Favorite show. It better be good. Why? Why does it have to be? Why would they keep tuning in? Wouldn't tune in. That wouldn't be a good thing for you. And why is that? Why? Why is that? Because if you don't, you'll miss it. Miss what? Greatest show ever. It's the greatest show of all time. On a Tuesday? I guess we'll find out soon enough. Boom! It's showtime! All right. I have a Megxit update for you. The Queen calling for a period of transition. Why couldn't Will Smith and Tupac be friends? Get to both those stories here in a bit. But first, let's begin this hour's E! News with some surprising Oscar snubs this yes, morning. Yes, the Academy announced the nominees yesterday. By the way, is that why you wore the leggings you wore today? Actually, no, that is pure coincidence. I wanted to wear this vest that I have on because this is the vest my parents bought for me for Christmas that they got at Cracker Barrel. Oh. So I really wanted to Jeff, wear this today. Jeff, you can't see her uh, leggings, oh. but they have old-fashioned movie film. cameras on them and film. Oh, I like that. that fun? I just thought you were being really in no, the spirit of the Academy Awards. Yeah, right. Total coincidence. Mm-hmm. But the Joker led the way with 11 nominations, followed by The Irishman, 1917, and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. You have seen them all like, well, no, you haven't seen The Joker, have you, Jeff? I, I saw The Joker. You saw The Joker. The weekend, yeah. Has anybody seen The Irishman? Yes. You have, okay. Yeah, very good. So, and you saw Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, all right. Yes, excellent. All right, all four of those movies were nominated for Best Picture, along with Ford versus Ferrari, Jojo Rabbit, Little Women, Marriage Story, and Parasite. I saw Marriage Story, too. That was very good. Yeah, so if the Golden Globes were any indication, 1917 and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood will uh, do well. Oh, good. Golden Globe winner Renee Zellweger got a Best Actress nomination for Judy. She's up against Scarlett Johansson for Marriage Story. Charlize Theron for Bombshell. Cynthia Arrivo, do I know that? Do I know her from Harriet? It doesn't sound like it. It doesn't. Well, it's one of those. If I saw a picture of her, would I recognize her? Oh, or is she kind of a, is she new to the? Um, I don't know enough about her to really make a comment. And then I never, I've heard it a million times. Cersei, Cersei. Oh, Cersei Ronan. Cersei Ronan. Yeah. Little women. Wow. She's fantastic. I'll tell you what. She's only, they're saying that she might just be the next generation's Meryl Streep. She's 24. Yeah. And has already been nominated for four Oscars. I'd buy that. So that's pretty impressive. Yeah. She's that good. 
The Golden Globe winner Joaquin Phoenix got a Best Actor nomination for Joker. He's up against Adam Driver for Marriage Story, Leonardo DiCaprio, Antonio Banderas for Pain and Glory. Have you seen that one? Nope. Jonathan Price, The Two Popes. So the snubs, the big ones for Jennifer Lopez and Adam Sandler. J-Lo and her fans were hoping she'd get a Best Supporting Actress nod for Hustlers. And I haven't seen Hustlers yet. Then Adam Sandler overlooked for his critically acclaimed role in Uncut Gems. Yeah. Frozen 2 didn't get nominated. No. Even though Fro- the, the original got Best Animated Movie Oscar five years ago. Oh. So that kind of was a surprise. Ja, Robert De Niro not nominated for The Irishman, although Joe Pesci and Al Pacino were. Did you know Adam Driver could sing? Um, I knew that he sang in the movie, but I, yeah. do, do, would you, I mean, we all can sing. Does um, he sing well? I'm not saying he's the next <laughs> Josh Groban, but it was a, it was a really neat side to see. So you, you've seen that movie now. Yeah. Start to finish. Like I liked it very much. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the reasons that you like it are because whether these events happen to you or not, they conveyed in a very relatable way. It it really is just yes and yes. You see both sides of it. You care about all of the characters. And Adam Driver's just, well, they're both. They're all fantastic. Everybody's great in this movie. I'm developing quite the crush on Adam Driver. I really am. There was something very hot about Kylo Ren. That's a Star Wars character he played. Yes, and yeah. even hotter when Kylo Ren, you know, becomes Ben... Skywalker and yeah, his range as an actor is fantastic. Yeah. He's great in this movie. Not to take anything away from Scarlett Johansson because she is too, or Joaquin, Joaquin Phoenix. I haven't seen the movie, mm-hmm. and it's certainly you know not as over the top as that. Always feel confident on your second date with help from the Plastic Surgery Group. Schedule a consultation at 513-791-4440 or at theplasticsurgerygroup.com. Surgery has an art. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Not, but are you gonna have you kind of stopped doing that? I mean, I mean, I remember a day when you would go see every single movie nominated right. and try to see all of the actors in the major categories, yeah, make sure you've seen all the performances. Are you still as passionate about that as you used to be? We are, but our schedules have changed and it's harder to do that. It's harder to catch them all because there are so many. It is, and I'll tell you what, sometimes there are years where it does feel like the academy just went off the rails and they nominated a bunch of movies just for the sake of nominating a certain type of movie, mm. and they're hard to sit through, quite frankly. <laughs> <laughs> the Oscar nominations were announced, and leading the way with 11 nominations was Joker. Along with Joker, the Best Picture category includes movies like 1917 and Marriage Story, which is why next year some studio will try to get nominated by making a movie called World War I Clown Divorce. People are mad that uh, no women were nominated for Best Director. Apparently, the only way to keep women safe in Hollywood is to not invite them. <laughs> Frozen 2 didn't get nominated for Best Animated Feature. The producer was like, if one more person texts me, let it go, I am going to snap. 
A tortoise from the Galapagos Islands has enough sex to save his species by fathering almost 1,000 kids. Yeah. Even more impressive, at the same time, he also plays point guard for the Miami Heat. All right, 640. Jeff Jen, SunCloud mixed today. High 57 right now. It's 43 at Cincinnati's Q102. Queen Elizabeth held a two-and-a-half-hour meeting with Prince Harry yesterday to talk about Megxit, which is, I just like that. Big deal. Megxit. Prince Charles and Prince Harry were there, and Meghan Markle phoned in from Canada. They're going to make this thing work, whether the royal family likes it or not. Well, that's good. Yes, the Queen even realized her very own statement saying, released her own statement saying, Today my family had very constructive discussions on the future of my grandson and his family. My family and I are entirely supportive of Harry and Meghan's desire to create a new life as a young family. Although we would have preferred them to remain full-time working members of the royal family, we respect and understand their wish to live a more independent life as a family while remaining a valued part of my family. Right. She added that there will be a, quote, period of transition in which the Sussexes will spend time in Canada and the U.K., These are complex matters for my family to resolve, and there is some more work to be done, but I have asked for final decisions to be reached in the coming days. So William and Harry also issued a statement denying a tabloid report that Megxit was caused by William bullying his younger brother. They said, for brothers who care so deeply about the issues surrounding mental health, the use of inflammatory language in this way is offensive and potentially harmful. Huh. So there you go. Do, Do they have a good relationship? I always thought that they did. But then again, I don't follow the royal family super yeah. close. I think they, they do too. I mean, I think it at it, at its core it is, but you know, the brothers they get older and they got married and starting families of their own and living different lives and sometimes opposing interests, differences of opinion and different viewpoints. I get that, but that's got to be a totally different life because one of them will be king one day and the other one won't. <laughs> yeah, and I think Harry's okay with that. I think Harry's mm-hmm. totally cool with that. Right. Well, in other e-news this morning, Will Smith was jealous of Tupac. Why? Well, it's because of Tupac's relationship with Jada Pinkett Smith. Tupac and Jada were childhood friends. A lot of people don't know that. And when Will started dating Jada, he was jealous of their relationship. Huh. He regrets it now, of course, because it means he could never, uh, quote, open up to interact with Pac. But uh, I've got audio of him talking about it, and it's it's fascinating to hear him admit something so human. That was a big regret for me, too, because I could never open up to interact with, with Pac. You know, they grew up together, but she just loved him. Like, he was the image of perfection, but she was with the Fresh Prince. I never could, like, even we were in a room together a couple times. I couldn't speak to him, you know, and, you know, he wasn't going to speak to me if I wasn't going to speak to him. You know, that was a huge regret of mine. I couldn't handle it. Hmm. Hmm. So he never really gave him a chance. It is interesting. Yeah. But you can remember what that was like, you know, that whole ego thing when you're, because when he was a fresh prince, I mean, we're talking way back when. Right. right. I mean, he was in his 20s and just kind of getting started and figuring out who he was as a person and an artist because he was an actor and a rapper and a 
Yeah, but I think what that's the danger you run into when you start comparing yourself to other people. He was seeing himself as as he put it, the the soft rapper from mm-hmm. Philly, and uh, Tupac was well, Pac was pop, so right. it was he couldn't wrap his brain around the fact that she was with the Fresh Prince. She <laughs> chose him. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, and this is what I think every guy that's ever felt threatened by another guy hopefully eventually comes to is, you know what? If she wants to be with him, she's going to be with him no matter what. Well, so. I don't even think that was the situation here. It wasn't that, you know, they she was just friends with him when they were kids. Got that. But anytime a man feels threatened by a relationship that, that the woman in your life is involved or that your partner is involved in, even if it's a platonic relationship, it can get under your skin Feels like that. threatening. It it can if she relates to that person in a way that she doesn't relate to you, mm-hmm. then it makes you question all of these things. And well, maybe she wants to be with that guy. And our mammal instincts start triggering. Yeah, in that part of the brain that we don't control. Mm, oh, maybe. we've all gone through it. Yeah, and I and I'm I would imagine every woman has gone through it as well on a, on some level. But, you know, at the end of the day, if she wanted to be with that person, she'd be with that person. If she didn't want to be with you, she wouldn't want to be with you. And if she wants to be with that other person, she's going to be with that other person. So <laughs> it is what it is. Well, this is kind of a fun story with Sia. In a recent interview with GQ, she admits that she had a diplo for some casual, no strings attached sex. Two of them collaborated on an album called LSD last year, and apparently she thinks she that he's really hot. She said, I wrote him a text, and I said, hey, listen, you're like one of the five people that I'm sexually attracted to. And now that I've decided to be single for the rest of my life and I just adopted a son, I don't have time for a relationship. If you're interested in some no-string sex, then hit me up. Hmm. We don't know if, if he took her up on it or not, but she's wow. 44, he's 41. Well, that's just you know like she's that. just coming right out and just admitting it. Say, yeah. Hey, this is what I did. Right. Hmm. That's what an empowered woman who knows what she wants does, right? Yeah. <laughs> By the way, I just had a thought of being in a reverse situation on this Will Smith Tupac thing. You know, mm-hmm. I've also been on the other side of that. Been in a relationship with a woman who's friends with a dude? No, been on the other side of a relationship where, in this case. I was friends with the female, and the person I was in the relationship with felt threatened. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you just can't, like, you, you can't make someone secure. If mm. They're just feeling a certain way. There's nothing you can do about it other than the only reassurance I could ever give is I choose to be with you. I'm in this with you. I don't want to be with this other person. I want to be with you. And you can say that without knocking the other person. I think sometimes people in relationships feel like they have to explain themselves or say, well, the reason I'm with you is because this person is deficient in so many ways. And I don't think that's helpful. No, because it's just that you've considered it. Exactly. (laughs) So uh, anyone, I I would imagine everybody's been on both sides of it, but it's interesting because there's a moment in the movie, The Marriage Story, all of the elements of insecurity and so many levels and just like not just between each other, but with parenting and with your kid, Mm -hmm. they go everywhere. And it's, I recommend it. It's really good. Yeah, I want to see it. Yeah. Uh, And it's funny too, because you'd be, you know, like to turn it around, say it's the woman that's insecure about her man having a friendship with another woman. 
it's harder to be in that position because the odds that your man might want to sleep with the other one are a little bit higher just with that whole men have a more difficult time being friends with women because there's always that sexual under thing happening there. I've never had that issue. And you are, so you are the perfect boyfriend. (laughs) (laughs) She's felt that way since day one. (laughs) (laughs) You're good. Good. So, you know, that's always in the back of our minds as women because we've been told that forever, you know. Right. Can't yeah. be friends. Can't be friends with the man because he's going to want to sleep with you. Alexa is looking for a second date update with a guy named Seth. Hi, Alexa. How are you? Hi, I'm, I'm all right. How are you guys? We're doing good. good. We're going to try to see if we can't get you a second date with Seth and at the very least an explanation that has nothing to do with you. Yeah, I'm pretty confused, actually. Um, I mean, I don't know. Dating's hard and usually when a date is like crappy, it's pretty obvious. To yeah. me, at least, you know? You know when a date's going south. Exactly. And I just feel like I know pretty quickly when, you know, there's no chance in hell of things working out. It's just, it's pretty clear. And um, I feel like I'm pretty attuned to, even in my own mind, like the little doubts I might have about things. Like every little red flag is just very obvious to me. Okay. Um, and honestly, there weren't any red flags here. Not one. Red flags as far as Seth is concerned. Yeah. You know, I was, it was, I was really like, this is a total green light date. Um, I like that term, green light date. Mm -hmm. We got ourselves a green light date here, guys. Yeah. Everything truly seemed perfect. And it was pretty organic. It wasn't like we met on apps or anything. I picked him up at a bar. (laughs) The old fashioned way. Nice. Yeah. In the wild. (laughs) <laughs> um, well done <laughs> exactly you know it was i was at a happy hour before a red game and i don't know i guess we were there for maybe an hour you know we were talking on and off and as he was leaving he asked me for my number so at that point i was like okay he's interested and this is exciting and he texted me the next day and he asked me if i wanted to go for drinks and i said yes Drinks turned into dinner, and we just spent a bunch of time together, you know? Right. We didn't go home together, though, that night. It just ended in in a hug, which is fine, you know? I still felt like there was chemistry there for sure. Um, And I, you know, honestly, like, I really think that that was not one-sided. I think he was doing that as well. And I could just tell, you know, like, he's looking at me, and it was very flirtatious, like, There was genuine affection there. Like, I don't think I'm making that up in my own head. I just don't get it. You talk talk about those those last few moments when you hugged, or you just talk about the whole date in general? Like, the whole date in general. Like, and even though it ended in a hug, it wasn't like that was the sign that he wasn't interested. I just think it was more of like, um, it was just, you know, a little bit timid. But I didn't think that meant he wasn't interested. Understood. Okay. And then... Since then, like, I have texted him a few times, and then he's not responded, like, at all. And it's just weird and awkward because, like, I know he's read the text. How do you know he's read the text? Um, You know, on iPhone, like, you turn on the read receipt. Like, when you open it, it says read at 
10 p.m. or whatever. Oh, see, I don't have that turned on. I don't want people knowing if I read it or Yeah. <laughs> I think there are a lot of people that don't know if they have it turned on or not. Oh, they don't even true. know that it's yeah. happening. Um, but yeah. that's handy, though, if he has it turned on. I mean, you know they've read it anyway, but just having that read receipt is proof. Mm-hmm. I have proof. He I know you saw it. it. You're ignoring me. So you know he's read the text. He's not responding. And right up until the very end, when you when you shared that hug before you went your separate ways, it felt good. Yeah, completely. Like I was, I could feel my hopes getting a little higher and a little higher just because I felt like we made good conversation. He's yeah. super funny. I felt really into it and, and was really so happy at the end of it. You don't think he has a girlfriend, do you? Like, you don't think he's got some oh. other action going on, do you? Maybe he's just I dating. I think so. Yeah, maybe he is just dating. Let's call Seth, see how he feels about Alexa and his thoughts on their date. Hello? Hi, is this Seth? Yep, this is him. Hey, Seth, it's Jeff and Jenna, Q102. How are you? Uh, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm a bit of a question. Oh. I'm sorry, what now? You're the ones who do the whole dating thing on your show, right? Yes, we do second date update. Okay. Would yeah, you... I'm more of a country fan. So. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Wow. Okay. Would you have a few moments to come on the air and, and chat with us a little bit? We, we got someone to speaking of the dating thing who called us about you, and you sound like a really nice guy, and... We love an opportunity to kind of get your thoughts on how it all went. Is that what this is about? Yes. Cool. I'm down. Uh, and who's this about? This is about Alexa. What's going on? So we spoke with Alexa. Okay. She's a big fan. Uh-huh. Said you guys went on a date. I guess you had drinks and dinner and had a great time, it sounds like. Yeah. I mean, she was a you know really, really nice woman. Uh, a bit too nice for me, actually. You know, <laughs> I met women like that. <laughs> Being too nice is not a reason we often get on second date update. Yeah, not that I'm a dick or anything. It's just that her big life dream is just too much for me to take in, you know? Well, what's her big life dream? She wants to be a death doula. She wants to be a death what? A death doula. Do you know what that is? A death I mean, doula? Well, doula, like, helps someone have a baby, right? Well, yeah. Like, I had doulas work with me when I was pregnant with Penelope, and essentially it's kind of like they can't deliver the baby, but they can help you, like, get mentally prepared. They can be, like, your coach during the birthing process. Help keep you comfortable. Afterwards, they can help you adjust to life with the baby and things like that. So it's the same thing, except this time, instead of a baby, there's someone who's dying. And so what, Seth? That just kind of freaks you out because it has to do with death. I mean, I, I think I think it's an admirable thing to do. You, you know, mm-hmm. uh, I just I don't think I can be around around someone who's like always dealing with death and all that, like every single day. Like a Dr. Kevorkian kind of thing? No, it's not like that. It's more of like, like when my doula, and I can't speak for the death doula. We'll have to let her do why, that. Why don't we ask yeah. her? Let's, uh, Alexa, you're obviously on the line yeah. with us. Tell us about this line of work. Oh, man. Um, God, it's, I just feel so disappointed right now. Um, this is not the first time that this has happened to me. Like, people get so weird about this. Can you, in your own words, explain to us what a death doula does? 
I just, it's, you know, it's, it's essentially helping people go through the process of loss um, and not only process their emotions, but just to try and bring some peace to a very upsetting situation. So are you working with the person who is dying? Are you helping them deal with their impending death? Or is it for the benefit of the families who are grieving? It's a little bit of both. Um, Every situation is very unique. You know, sometimes it's babies and children. Sometimes Mm. it's adults. Sometimes it's the elderly. Like, it doesn't really... There's a big variety, obviously. You can die at any time, and we're obviously all... Mm-hmm. going to die at some point. So this is more of like um, an emotional and spiritual kind of angle. And also I have medical training. So pain relief and things like that come into play as well. Really? And, and the that. title yeah. of the job is in fact called a death doula, yeah. which is very clear. I mean, I guess it's pretty self-explanatory what it is, right? Yeah. But people are really freaked out. And this is actually like, this. you know, Seth isn't the first guy that has you know, kind of freaked out a little bit at this. And I'm obviously very passionate about my work, so I'm feeling, like, a little tired of having to, like, defend myself and explain my decisions around what I do and what I'm trying to do more of. So, yeah, I'm not going to try to convince anybody of anything. Like, this is what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I'm not, I really am not the kind of person that can sit in an office all day. You want to serve. So. You want to help people. You want to... You know, you see death is a very, very natural part of life. It's going to happen to all of us. And if there's a way to get people through that in a very calm and peaceful and spiritual and as normal as possible way. This can't be an easy job at all. Yeah. yeah. Alexa, talk to us about the emotional toll that it takes on you. How are you at the end of the day? And what do you need from a partner at the end of the day? You know, I mean, it's a, it is not an easy job. I think that there some days are so hard and other days aren't, you know? So sometimes I think people are just like assuming that, oh, I come home every day and I'm like a, a dark kind of like morose person. And that's really not true. Like I, I'm looking for a upbeat, joyful relationship, just like most anybody. Um, but if you can't get on board with what I'm passionate about, then I obviously don't want to waste my time trying to like, what am I supposed to do? Like avoid talking about my day every day because it's, it's bothersome to like a partner. Right. Yeah. I mean, how does that conversation go? How was your day? Well, it didn't end well. Yeah, exactly. Well, I suppose that depends though. I mean, that no, depends on how, how you ass. look at it, you know, I mean, if she's going in every day and she is helping families get through the saddest part of their life. I mean, I, I would think that there are days that you come home and you feel really good about what I mean, you're doing. Chris works at children's hospital and, there are happy days and there are really sad days. Yeah, um, sure. But at the end of all of it, it's always rewarding. Mm-hmm. It always Good. feels like you're giving back. So I'm sure it's right. probably pretty similar in your situation. Well, and yeah, it takes it a special person to be able to do this kind of work, for sure. You're definitely, you have a amazing heart. I can tell you that. I mean, I'm. it's a, you know, disappointment is uh, no stranger to me. So I'm just nice. bummed that. This isn't going to work out. You know, I thought there was some definite potential for romantic connection. but. Okay. And Seth, you wouldn't reconsider now after hearing her explanation. And I don't know, maybe Alexa, you're already out at this point. I don't want to speak for anyone. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I think it's a, an admirable thing what she does. You know what I mean? Um, and she does have a great heart. I mean, I spent 
few hours with her, and um, I did have a great time. I just think for where I'm at right now in my life, that's just a bit too much baggage for me right now. All right. Well, Alexa, we appreciate you putting yourself out there and coming on Second Date Update. And Seth, thank you for taking the call and giving us your explanation. No problem. Good luck to you both, and thanks for coming on Second Date Update. Thanks, Queen is calling for a for a time of transition. And uh, understandably so. Everybody gets what they want, you know? They get a little independence yeah. to make their own way. They were uh, they were at the Lion King last night, and they ran into a bunch of heavyweights. And Bob Iger was one of them, and Harry was overheard saying that, you know, Megan does voiceovers. Like, you know, trying to put some feelers out there mm-hmm. and say, hey, you know, we're available. Hey. Like, we're, I'm just saying that mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot she of opportunities here. She just signed a deal with Disney a couple days ago that she'll be doing voiceover stuff for uh, them. And my guess. Was is, it for a TV series? I didn't hear exactly what it was, but I'm hoping that she plays a, a princess. That would be perfect if she did. It would be perfect. She would be the, the anti-princess. Yay. The princess that wasn't what the royal family wanted. The princess that connected oh, with the it's commoners. Be, it's the black sheep princess that didn't want to follow the rules and be like everybody else. She wanted to be her own person. We just wrote a movie, Jen. An amazing Black sheep film. princess. I know. <laughs> Disney's black sheep princess. Uh-huh. Are you going to sue Disney now when they come out with this movie? And yes, it's exactly I am, what you. It's totally mine. And if the yeah. prince is going to have this goofy red hair, how many redheaded princes are there that have not curly? Many. That, if they have red hair, it's not curly like Harry's. Hmm. So, I mean, that would just be a completely different look, wouldn't it? Completely different look. I love it. Well, it's not easy being middle aged. A new study out of Dartmouth College in New Hampshire looked at data from almost 8 million Americans over the past three decades to figure out when people are the most miserable. And the answer is when you're 47.2 years old. 47.2. Yeah, happiness is an interesting thing. Basically, as humans, our happiness factor as adults kind of goes in a U-shaped curve. We're happy when we're 18. And after the age of 18, we start getting more and more, I hate to use the word miserable, but let's just say less happy and more stressed out. over <laughs> our. Or maybe educated. <laughs> because those are the years that we start to learn we that... Learn Life isn't what we imagined it to be when we were younger. So it feels like those are the years that we kind of have these awakenings of disappointment. (laughs) There are those awakenings of disappointment, and we also hold ourselves to higher standards. Yeah, that we can't live up to. We discipline ourselves more, and we start becoming more and more less happy over our 20s, 30s and 40s and we get more busy too especially if we decide to have a family yeah so less time for yourself now that bottoms out when we're 47.2 years old 47.2 all right but then we start getting happier again that's good news and by the time you hit 70 if you make it that far 
You're just as happy as you were when you were 18. See, and that's going to be the trick. Will you have the body at 70 that can keep up with all of these happy things that you want to do? Right. Because if if we've spent a lot of time getting to that bottom out at 47.2, self-medicating, with food and booze and other things that are causing us to have bad And a lot health. of us do medicate with booze oh and, you know, God. to get us through those unhappy years in our 20s and 30s and 40s when we're trying to blow off some steam and just survive it and get through right. it. We do a lot of damage to our bodies. We absolutely do. And so all of these people that are in their 20s and 30s that are exercising all the time and eating right you know, that I just want to kick. It's not them that I want to kick. It's me for not doing that when I was in my 20s and 30s. Well, and, and it will pay off because when they oh, when they rebound back, when they make that U-turn, that, if that happiness U-turn. If they've kept up with U-turn. all of that, if they've kept up and, and been on top of their health, man. Yeah, things are looking great. good. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be so wonderful for them. They're yeah. not all doing that, though, Jen. No. They just have a th- great metabolism and it hasn't hit the bleeper yet <laughs> at 28. <laughs> Okay, so we'll 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 because there are plenty of lean, perfect-looking per- <laughs> people who are eating pizza and drinking beer, and it's gonna come to a halting stop in your late twenties, boy. Yeah, I know. It might and be like, when did I get man boobs? When the bleep did that happen? But middle age, yeah. can be depressing because the researchers say you do realize your dreams aren't necessarily your big dreams aren't necessarily going to come true. Life isn't what you necessarily thought it was or you've had to sort of realign your expectations what i think is funny about that is i think we all have a very specific dream in mind when we're young and planning our future and it maybe it's i want to be a star on broadway that was on my list (laughs) i did for a bit so it's really really specific and then when i didn't become a star on broadway i could be really really depressed about that But if I look at my life in a more broader term, what was it about being on the stage of Broadway that I dreamed of? I wanted to be in front of people, entertaining them. Working weird hours. Bringing, possibly, bringing joy, you know, at times, making a difference in some way, shape, or form. That was really the feeling I was going for when I wanted to be on Broadway. And you know what? I accomplished it. But if I'm sitting there just looking through the lens of the exact goal I thought I'd, and I think a lot of people, if, if they would look at that, more about what the feeling is. Yeah, and as you get older, you start to put your life in a better perspective. Maybe that's what you figure out at 47.2. <laughs> and you become grateful for what you have. Like my, yeah. my gratitude quotient has dramatically risen over the years, just mm-hmm. taking inventory of everything and what I picked up along the way, and that's when you start getting happier again. 